In the house for this episode, we have Sarah Martin-Rowe. Sarah is a certified gemologist and custom jewelry designer. Listen to learn all about the latest trends in wedding jewelry for both men and women. Not a trend follower? Hey, that's okay too. Learn how you can get a piece custom designed just for you or even repurpose a family heirloom. You're listening to The Ring, The Bling, and All The Things Podcast. I'm Christina Stubblefield, one of your hosts, along with my two good friends, Michael Gaddy and Sharon Rumsey. We are here to get you from down on one knee, down the aisle, and into happily ever after. Our informative episodes deliver valuable tips, trends, ideas, and advice covering everything from you saying yes to the I do's and all that happens in between and after. Now, let's get started with this episode. Hey, everyone. We are so excited today. We have got a wonderful lady here, Sarah Rowe from The Leak Company, and she's going to give us some information and tips on picking that right, that perfect ring. So, Sarah, tell us a little bit about your business. So my name is Sarah Martin-Rowe. I am the owner and lead designer at The Leak Company Private Jeweler in Design, located in St. Matthews here in Louisville. Um, We are a full-service shop, but we primarily focus on custom jewelry. So taking um, a bride's vision or a restyle and bringing it to fruition in a way that's very fun, interactive, and stress-free. And as a gemologist, I really love to educate my clients too. So we do uh, tons of diamond education, gemstones, and everything you could possibly want. Um, It's a fun process. Well, I think it's exciting just to talk to a gemologist. Tell me a little bit about that. As a gemologist, what does that mean? So um, I'm a GIA graduate gemologist, which means that I went to school for approximately two years to study um, diamond grading, um, gemstone identification, gemstone grading. Um, in a way that's very scientific. So if you bring me a ring, I can tell you exactly the type of gemstone and whether it was lab created, possibly even where it came from. And um, in conjunction with that, I also do appraisals. So, Wow. I'm really excited about this. I'm trying really hard to concentrate, but she has brought this tray. You guys have got to <laughs> Do you call the- that a tray? I don't know. I mean, you guys I feel like got, it should have rolled up in a suitcase. You guys have got to get on YouTube and look at this, what is sitting across from me. It is this beautiful display of the most pretty diamonds I've ever seen. And they want me to think of intelligent things to say, but I can't because I'm just looking at this jewelry. And okay. Well, you just keep looking. Sarah, <laughs> will you hold that up towards the camera just a little bit? So if you're going to catch this on YouTube... We'll definitely put up some pictures on social media. She has brought a whole bunch of different stuff for us to go through. So, Sarah, I'm going to put you on the spot here. Okay. For those, for anybody that's listening, what is one important tip, whether they're already married, they're engaged, whoever could be listening, what is one tip that you share with people about jewelry? I know you said specifically you work with engagement rings or wedding rings, but what is one tip you would share? That it doesn't have to be perfect. Um, I think a lot of people, when they go to look at diamonds or they're looking to upgrade, they think that the diamond has to be perfect. And I just, I fundamentally disagree with that. I think the fun is in the imperfection and that there's no right diamond for everyone. I mean, there's, there's so much difference. So um, have an open mind and be ready to learn a lot. That's an excellent That's tip. Excellent. That's yeah. more than a tip. 
I think sometimes people think in their mind, it's all about the amount of money they spend on it. Um, and she's shaking her head already, but there's so much more just in what you've said already. There's so much more to it than just the size of it, the shape of it, and the amount of money you spend. So where do we start? Um, I think a great place to start is just having very honest conversations with your partner, your spouse, your boyfriend or girlfriend, just to make sure you're on the same page. Um, of course, we all have a budget in mind. So I would start there because at the end of the day, when you go to a jeweler, my job is to really maximize your dollars to not push you into an echelon that's not comfortable. So um, I think having that comfortability to say, you know, I have $5,000 to spend, I have $10,000 to spend and taking that idea to a jeweler and entrusting them to make the most value of your dollars. Um, and then Pinterest is a great place to start for my clients who come to me and say, I just, I don't even know what I want. I don't know where to start. Um, just enjoy the dreaming process. Don't get into the nuts and bolts immediately and just enjoy. That's a Love good that. tip. I know that you are actually a designer to, to design the ring. And I asked you this before we even started. Um, a bride has been dreaming of a, this ring since she was a little girl, just like with her dress. And she's drawn this design out. She brings it to you. You're going to make that reality happen. How fast can that happen? So for a very decisive bride that comes to me and says, I, I've always loved this ring. I have to have this ring. Um, we can have a rendering done in 48 hours. We can have an approval on that rendering in a, a week. And from start to finish, from initial conversation to, hey, I have this beautiful dream ring in my hand, as little as four weeks. Wow. Pretty quick. That's amazing. Wow. Now, now, when you have a, I'm sorry. You go ahead. When you say you have an approval on the rendering, is that approval from the bride or is that something else that I don't know nothing about? That, <laughs> You're exactly uh, right. That happens. Your yeah. customer. Yeah, absolutely. Approval from the okay. customer. Yeah, we always, uh, when we do a rendering, we do a 3D rendering with a movie. But before we send anything into production, we do a nice, beautiful, detailed contract for that client so they see exactly every piece and detail that's going into that ring before we actually make it. Do you only work with people that are local or do you work with people that are in other places? I shipped off a really beautiful Carrot 72 around Brilliant to Atlanta this past week. <laughs> okay, so in the mail? <laughs> it's fun. Um, so we also take virtual design appointments and with the wonderful technology we now have on the market, we can do... Um, virtual design consultations from start to finish. So you don't have to live locally to work with Wait, us. Wait, I'm still hung up on this. You you <laughs> sent it how? Like with an armored truck or? In a magical FedEx box. <laughs> <laughs> oh my. It's amazing. That's be amazed. where insurance comes in again. Yeah. Ooh. You'd be amazed at what gets sent through FedEx and UPS. So it's. My son actually works for UPS and. I've heard some stories, but I don't know. That that might Okay, be so it's a safe way uh with insurance. Okay. Definitely. Did you all think that she worked with people that weren't local? I'm really excited to hear this because just in the conversations I've had with her, anybody else that I've talked to in the jewelry business, she just has a total different personality and even maybe a different take on it, is my opinion. Well, just by talking to Sarah, just the, the 10 minutes that we've talked to her right now, I mean, I would love for you to design a ring for me. I mean, I would if I was getting married, this is the girl I would go to. Just because 
of the way she looks. I'll be honest with you. <laughs> I mean, she, she looks like she knows what she's doing. She comes in with Not this, about her bio or her education that's all or impressive. experience. That's all impressive, too. But then she comes in with all these rings and all she that. She knows her shit. Let's just say it. She knows her stuff. She knows her stuff. I love the coffee. I love the and coffee. And her coffee. <laughs> <laughs> Give her a cup of coffee. She's good to go. She's my people. Um, but I, I love the thought, you know, You'll hear Mike and I say all the time we don't like cracker box weddings. Like, I want your wedding to be different. I want some unique aspects. I love that you can design something that's special and unique, and it's not the same ring that, you know, your neighbor might have or another friend of yours who got married might have. I love that you can do a unique design. When we're talking about budget, though, does doing a design, I'm sure it costs more, but is it... A, a significant amount more than just going to buy maybe the same carrot ring someplace else? That's a great question. We I don't know if I ask lot. it right, but no, it's perfect. Okay. Um, I kind of describe it the same way I'm sure you get florals is that we can design within a budget or we can design for a look. Okay. And there are a lot of times where both of those things can coexist in the same space, right? So if um, a bride comes to me and says, you know, I have $5,000 to spend on this ring. We can make that ring for the budget or we can make it for the exact specs. I would say people would be surprised that it's actually not a ton more expensive. The reason I say that is because um, I think when people hear custom jewelry, they think it's going to be three times as much. Well, I mean, that's what, to be honest, what I, I would, think that would have too. thought until yeah. I met you. Yeah. So, for instance, um, recently we did a really pretty, very classic hidden halo kind of solitaire ring for the client. And it was actually, she was looking at something similar online on a, a big online website. And I was able to get it for her for about 10% less simply wow. because um, I have direct relationships with the casting houses. So she's not having to pay for a salesperson to sell it to her. She's not having to pay for a case for that to sit in. Um, we work directly in order to make these waxes very accessible to the client. So, so that's what it, that's hmm. the coolest thing ever. Right? So this is a resin 3D print. Um, when we design something, we can actually print it into resin for the client to try on first before we make it. To see if they like how it looks on their hand. And oh my gosh. Okay. So I have so many questions. Okay. So I have a $5,000 budget and I like square and I know that I want it to be a thicker band. I'm just pulling this out of the air. And I come to you, you can work with me to go over my different options to achieve, if possible, my wants. And what may be affected is what I don't know, I'm going to ask, um, because you talked about different, um, the different types of diamonds and things like that. So your knowledge allows you to help work within their budget on those. Am I explain, asking my question okay? Yes. So okay. the beauty of it, of being a private jeweler and a custom jeweler, is that we have so much at our fingertips, right? So if the client says, you know, I saw this $50,000 Tiffany ring that I love so much, but I have $5,000 to spend. What we can do is we can scale that piece down without sacrificing the aesthetic beauty of that ring of what you love so much about it. He says it's so much better than I did. <laughs> do you all catch that? Okay. That's my point though. You find something on Pinterest or something that you like, you can help get them there. Yes. And especially with the knowledge of different gemstones. I mean, we have so much 
like cost-effective material at our fingertips now from lab-grown diamonds to moissanite to natural diamonds to gemstones that look like those big types of stones that are expensive, but just at a budget that's more approachable. So it's great to have so many different options. Are the majority of your customers that come in for custom engagement rings, is it is it grooms or is it brides? Are they to come or is together? It couples. couples. Yeah. They come together. Yeah. I think she had said something to me when we were talking before about this. Yes. I would say most people are coming in as couples because so they're doing it together. Yeah. And we've seen that really change in the industry in the past 10 years. You know, 10 years ago when I started, you saw the groom coming in and mm-hmm. solo. But I think more and more, especially as couples begin their lives together financially, together already, they're already making decisions about their finances, even with their ring before they get married. So it makes I know, more sense. I mean, I'm older than you, I think, but I know when I got married, it was, Lots. stop it. A little bit. It was like a surprise. <laughs> your, your wedding ring was a surprise, you know, that the, the groom totally picked it out and everything. But now, um, we actually have one of my brides. She'll be coming in tonight. We're going to do a wedding recap with her. But I commented on her ring, and I, you know, I said, "Oh, John, you did great." And he's like, "I just got told where to go and how much to pay." Like she totally, you know, owned it. And I'm hearing that a lot more that the brides are picking out their rings, which I kind of get because you're the one wearing it the rest of your life. Exactly. Yeah, I like. But that. you know, going back to what you said, thirty, thirty-five years ago when I got married. We had nothing. I mean, the bride had nothing to do with it. I mean, we sh- the groom showed up. I walked in. What do I want? We didn't even discuss what my ring looked like. We be, just did it. I'll be honest. I personally, I didn't want to know. Um, I think Josh mentioned it to me, and I was like, no, I don't want any input. Now, at one point in time, I may have said, I do like a thicker band than I do thinner. Just I personally may have said that, but nothing else. And I don't, me personally, and that's what I like about it is this isn't for everybody. It's no one size fits all or anything like that. But that is one of the things that I wanted to be surprised. But not everybody is going to think like Pam I Pam didn't do. even know she was getting a ring. Well, so, I didn't either. So she got what she got. I'm, I'm going to call her on the way home, tell okay. her she needs to get another one. <laughs> So I know you design a lot of rings for couples, but I'm sure just to let the people know listening, they can come in and pick out product in your cases at your showroom, correct? We do have um, a couple of showcases of live things that you can go ahead and purchase and take out the door. But also, uh, I think what a lot of clients don't understand is that we can source things too. So if it's three weeks before Christmas and you're like, man, I don't have time to custom make something at this point, but you're looking for diamond studs. I mean, I have the entire inventory of the industry at my fingertips too. So by That's amazing. Yeah. So we don't have to have showcases upon showcases of product anymore. Everything we can call in and for review. One of the other things that I really like that she has talked to us about is I d- it's probably not calling repurposing. You called it something better than that, but your if you have something, heirloom. an heirloom that you want, maybe it's a, maybe it's earrings, but you don't wear that type of earring or it's a necklace and you don't wear that kind of necklace. You can take and put, do it in a way that that person would wear it. Yes. I mean, there's the sky's the limit on and that. And what's that tech, what's that technically called? 
Um, there's so many terms for it. Well, well I said we'll repurposing, it, but we'll what's... call it restyling. Restyling. <laughs> Thank good. you. That's, that's what good. I was going for. Or maybe upcycling. I don't know. Well, well we're running with that. Restyling oh. sounds fancy. Yeah. Are people doing that at all with engagement rings? Did people used to pass down rings? Am I? I think long ago. Okay. Long ago. Okay. So, well, you know, for an example, my sister was divorced. They had a daughter. And when she got married, now this is not during engagement rings or anything, but she had a necklace made out of her engagement ring and her wedding band from her father and presented it to her that day. And talking about... I love that story. Talking about emotional. I mean, you know, they still have a relationship, the her ex-husband and my sister. But I mean, to give that part to Lauren was amazing. And the guy that did it did an amazing job too. Just the opportunities to utilize because I know I probably have pieces. I'm not going to do anything with them how they are to even know that you can go to somebody that can just, it can customize something. You don't have to pick from a mold that can customize something for you to use and or pass on. Do you get that often when they do? So um, two, two opportunities with that. If you, well, speaking from a, like a technical standpoint, gold right now is the highest we've seen it. I mean, since I've been in the industry, we're at almost 2000 an ounce, which is, that's crazy money right now. So it's a great time that if you want, if you have some heirloom jewelry that you're not using, we can actually melt that down, recast it into something you would wear. Or we can just change the function of it. I had a, a bride who had, a beautiful um, Art Deco watch that um, she was like, well, I'm just never going to wear it, but it's my grandmother's watch. So we took off the sides of that watch that were already encrusted in beautiful diamonds. We added posts to them and we made earrings for her. So, oh my gosh, it, it can be as such a creative and fun process. Restyling is such a great word, but to understand what that fully means, the, the opportunities story. are endless. Exactly. Wow. When it comes to engagement rings, now, what is popular? What are you seeing? Um, so traditional engagement rings, the most popular shape we're seeing is oval. Oval cushions and rounds. For um, our, I would say most people are coming to me are looking for a solitaire, something that's really clean and classic that they can um, add to over time with a band or something that is approachable for every day that they can wear. I have that kind of client. And then I also have clients who want salt and pepper diamonds with really interesting shapes. We're using things like Montana sapphires that have three different colors in them. So I what see... What is a salt and pepper diamond? Um, it is a diamond that by industry standards, a lot of traditional jewelers would kind of turn their nose up at. It's a heavily included diamond, but it looks like you... Some of them look like a pane of glass that you just sprinkled a couple of dots of ink into. And then some of them are really heavily included to looks like you, you whisked smoke through them. They're really, really fun. And they're, um, they make a really nice artistic statement. And I think they're great for unique brides. Wow. I didn't even know that was an option, to be I, honest with you. I had one of my brides the other day tell me that... Um, she was, had taken her ring to be sized. She had just gotten engaged. 
and she called it a chocolate diamond. And she said, I can't wait to show you. And I didn't want to seem stupid, but I was like, well, I don't know what that is. What is a chocolate diamond? It just has a lot of a lot of nitrogen in it and a lot of um, there's it creates this really pretty um, brown color throughout the stone. Uh, there's a jeweler actually just hour and a half south of us that has a trademark on bourbon diamonds. Mm. Oh, wow. I know. Genius. And <laughs> so um, but that that's a color grade that's um, it is, is truly brown. And you can get them in different colors from light brown all the way to a deep, rich, just delicious And that's brown. not considered a less valuable diamond. From a traditional standpoint, we would consider that maybe not as value, obviously, as a, maybe a D flawless, but mm-hmm. they're no less valuable in their purpose, right? Because we don't have one diamond that's perfect for everyone Because it's what she chose. I mean, she wanted that. Yeah. Good wording there. I, li- I like that. So let's not leave the groom out. When it comes to the ring or the band for the the groom, are you seeing what's what's the tradition you're seeing right now for them? Because me personally, I'm seeing more grooms get involved with flowers. I'm getting I'm seeing them more involved with how they look in their suits. I mean, they're so particular. I'm just curious about the jewelry. I love it when the grooms are involved. I think that, I mean, there should be a say in that. Sure. Um, so a short little story. I actually proposed to my husband and made his ring. Really? Amazing. A little different. So with his band, and I, I'll tell you, my husband's in corporate America. He's a sales executive, you know, suits, ties, and whatnot. Um, we use bourbon barrel titanium, the metal from a P-52 Mustang plane in it. Um, and... So now with a lot of grooms, they're wanting something a little different. Uh, Of course, we still have traditional grooms who want that great classic six millimeter band that they saw their grandfather have. But we're seeing a lot of um, grooms that want to do bourbon barrel. They want to incorporate meteorite. We did an opal. I didn't even know you could do that. (laughs) Yeah, there's so much. And the fun thing is, is that so say you met at one of the bourbon distilleries in town, that's where you kind of ignited your relationship. We can take a stave from that, punch it out and make it into part of your wedding band. That's unreal. I love it. I love that too. Oh my goodness. I have so much. <laughs> There's so much. I know. Honestly, it, it, that is another level of custom in my opinion. Like yeah. that is you're creating something to your wildest imagination. Well, honestly, and, and talk about an heirloom. You pass that down to your son, your grandson. You know, your mom and I met here, and my ring has a piece of that. And, you know, I mean. Anything like that that's something important to that couple, to that. Oh, my goodness. This is. I don't think I realize the level of custom that could be done for engagement rings or the bands. When a couple comes into you and they say, we just don't know what we want. You have no idea. Where do you even start? Oh, those those are the fun ones. Those are my favorites. That's what I like with weddings <laughs> when they just come in and they're like, I haven't hired anyone. I'm like, me, hire Yay. me. Be friends. Yeah. I think that's, to me, um, that's the most magical client because we get into this phase where anything is possible and we can dream together. And um, I think that unlocks so many more possibilities to be creative. So with that client, um, 
I love technology. I love it so much. So for that client, we have something on our website called Design Library. And the client can actually, you know, if you're just sitting in your bedroom, 11 o'clock at night, can't sleep, and you're watching Ozark on Netflix or something, <laughs> you can go to our website and play with different designs. You can customize them with just different gemstones to see how that looks. And it will actually spit out a price at you. Oh, wow. And then you can save all those things, especially for my brides who are really indecisive. You can save all those customizations and email them to us. And we will save them to something called Design Board, which is a collaborative online space where we can share ideas. Um, so that way, the client that's that seems really intimidated by that process, I mean, we can curate that kind of like an art board over time. Oh my goodness. That's amazing. Love okay, it. so while we're talking about this, this design studio, go ahead and share your website because I know people are going to be like, wait, what? I need to check this out. So you can find us online at www.theleakco.com. That's L-E-A-K-E under custom jewelry design. And you'll see the design studio there. Don't you think, Sharon, people are already be on there? I mean, we talk all the time about how people don't know what they don't know. And today, I've been I taken know, to school. I didn't know what I didn't know. I, have, <laughs> I mean, I'm going to be really honest. Yeah, this was unreal. I really think that this could open up people's minds to what we talk about. You mentioned it already about unique. They want their wedding unique, their reception unique, their ceremony unique. What a way to get a unique piece of jewelry that no one else has anything like it. Can't. It's custom. Yeah, it's it's unreal. Okay, so where do you suggest they, so if somebody came into you, but for our listeners out there, where do you suggest they go? Do you suggest they go out and just start looking on Pinterest or things like that? I think for the brides who really just don't know what they want, Pinterest is a great place to start the conversation. I also think Instagram is a great resource. We have a lot of wonderful, very talented designers on Instagram now. Um, that you can take inspiration from. It's very, very fun. So it's a great way to discover new looks um, without going into a jewelry store yet. And I'm assuming you can identify someone's taste or direction. They may kind of be headed if they have eight or 10 different ones picked out, kind of like you do with fl flowers, florals, mm -hmm. right word, can really help spark the inspiration with what you can add in seeing what they've already kind of like. Exactly. Or I'll do you one better. So um, if the client is just really confused about her style, I can send you something called our, um, our style quiz and it'll allow them to choose different pictures of things they like. It'll send that back to me and I have like a spidey sense about those things. And then I'll send looks back to her based on kind of that idea. Holy moly. Sarah, Sarah, Sarah. So this is, I, I'm not usually speechless, especially <laughs> on this podcast, but I think I'm so surprised by all this. I mean, I, Maybe I should have already known this. Are you? Well, I feel like that trends are changing every day. And I feel like that's one of the things that I'm not in touch with is your business. And I'm glad. Oh, I've to, learned a lot. And, and, you know, get in touch with you and learn. So we'll see what the bride and groom starting out with or couple starting mm -hmm. out with. And I think that's great. So no matter where they get their ring, do you encourage them to get it appraised and to have insurance? Always, always. So a lot of jewelers out there, if you're not local to here, a lot of jewelers offer comprehensive lifetime warranties or limited warranties, right? Against things like prong damage or resizing, right? 
What that doesn't cover is theft, loss, extreme damage. So in the unlikely event that someone steals your ring or you go swimming in the ocean, you lose your ring, insurance comes in for that and will make you whole by putting you touch with another jeweler that can remake your piece. So when we look at appraising, it's so important to have as much detail on that appraisal as we can, because if we're looking at an appraisal to work with, we know that our ring is no longer with us. So um, if you're looking for an appraiser in your area, there are some online resources for that. Um, and uh, you can look for different certifications with jewelry stores like GIA, AGS, um, JA, which is Jewelers of America. Or you can visit um, websites like NAJA, which is an appraisal um, conglomerate, to find an appraiser near you that will identify your ring and evaluate it very well. That's great information. Okay, I have another question. I've got one too. Okay, what about <laughs> maintenance or cleaning or is there any suggestions or, okay. Okay, so I'm going to let you guys on a super secret, okay, but you can't tell anyone else. <laughs> your, okay. Your best jewelry cleaner lives by your sink. So um, Dawn Dish Soap is wonderful. It is, it cleans baby ducks and your rings. It's wonderful. <laughs> it's not too harsh. Or... Not at all. It's probably the best jewelry cleaner that you can use outside of going to a jeweler. So wow. um, whenever your diamond or gemstone needs a little bit of a, a you know, you're out to a party and you just need it to sparkle a little bit more. You can soak that in a small dish of warm water, not hot, not freezing cold, um, with a couple of drops of Dawn dish soap. Stir that guy up. Soak your rings for as long as you want. And then um, I usually leave mine in for about 10, 15 minutes. You can go over it with a new soft bristle toothbrush. New, not, not old. We don't want gunky toothbrush debris and stuff in there. Um, but then you rinse it off and pat it completely dry and you're good to go. It's great. Um, but some general tips and tricks is take off your rings when you're doing sports. Don't do CrossFit in your rings. That's not good. <laughs> no one cares. Um, don't sleep in your rings. Blanket fibers can pull your prongs back. Um, don't go swimming in your rings. Uh, chlorine is caustic to gold. And um, don't shower in your rings. Really easy. Wow. Okay, I just learned some steps there. Yeah, that's, that's good. So I want to jump back a little bit, talking about insurance. <laughs> so I bring my wife's ring to you. Bought it at another company a long time ago. You appraise it. Do you help me insure it, or is that something that I need to go to my homeowners, or how does that work? Explain that to me. So once you have your item appraised, you'll receive um, an insurance replacement appraisal, which is just a paper. Um, you'll take that to your, ideally, your homeowners or your renters. Usually, they will have the best rates unless uh, you, for some reason, that they just don't have a comprehensive blanket policy. But I would also mention that if for some reason either you don't feel comfortable with that agent or they're not offering the coverage you need, there are a number of other companies that will do very comprehensive policies that are just really wonderful. So you have okay. options, but any jeweler would be able to educate you on that. But your company specifically or jewelry companies do not supply that. You just appraise the product for the insurance company. I appraise the product and then I can refer you. Okay. If you need. All right. <laughs> This has been amazing. Yeah, it has. I, I, I don't she's know what else to say. I think that this short window of time, however long we've been recording, has packed so much great information. No matter 
who you are that's listening, engaged, hope to be engaged soon, married, whoever you are that's listening can take many things away from this episode. And I think that's something we're always striving for is to provide good education and information for people to take away. So Sarah, thank you so much for your time. Before we go, will you share just a little bit more details about your business, all that kind of stuff. We will put links to your website and social media in the show notes, but anything else that you want people to know about your business. And if you didn't catch earlier, she can work with people anywhere. Yes. So we take local and um, remote clientele. So we work one-on-one with our clients to make sure that everything they want about their jewelry is exactly should it be. And we help you curate your perfect jewelry box. Um, Working with a private jeweler has so many different benefits from cost to personal attention to really creating something that you can pass down from generation to generation, wherever you're at. So my company is The Leak Company Private Jeweler and Design, located in Louisville. You can find us online at www.theleakco.com. You can actually use our booking tab under client care to even just say hello. And we'll meet you where you're at, whether that's you're an expert and you've done all your research, or I'm just starting out and I have no idea where I'm at. So we'd love to work with you. And with your permission, we'll share links out to your design studio. And if that other link is available in regards to the quiz, I'm not sure if you said it was on your website or you send it to someone. Either way, (laughs) we can include your email address if you want someone to email you in order to get that quiz. I think that's great for anybody that don't know what they want. They can take that quiz, like she said, and help guide them. Yeah, okay. It's amazing. This is this has been awesome. Sarah, thank you. Thank you very all. much. We yes. appreciate you. Thank yeah. you. Thank you so much to our listeners. Uh, we appreciate if you've already subscribed to your favorite podcast platform. Great. We always love to hear your feedback. And gosh, guys, I can't wait to hear the feedback on this one. So until next time, everyone stay safe. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of The Ring, The Bling, and All The Things. If you liked what you heard, make sure to hit the subscribe or follow button on your favorite podcast platform to get notified of upcoming episodes. You can also visit our website, ringblingallthethings.com, where you can join our email list and get notifications about new episodes and other information. You can also follow us on your favorite social media platforms.